Hot Takes with Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahairmd.com. Question of the morning. Wow. How is Utah not the best team in the Pac-12 after that beatdown of Oregon? And quickly it devolves into a lot of BYU and Utah fans shouting at each other. Which isn't the question, but I don't think we can help ourselves, PK. The rivalry lives on in all things, and it certainly does in this. I think Utah's a top 10 team in the country right now. I know they wouldn't be there because of the other losses, but things have changed dramatically since then. They have got a rolling. I think they're clearly the best program in the Pac-12 right now because SC's a mess, and Oregon is viewed as the top program, and you just destroyed them. I I know you may have to do it in two weeks, but we're talking about right now. Right now, they are miles in front of them, and we just watched that for three hours. Kent says the fact is Oregon's been overrated all season because they beat Ohio State to start the year, but then they lost to Stanford, which nobody in the world knows how that happened. Pac-12 head-scratchers, your theory comes to life. Yeah, that was there, no doubt about it. Uh, It doesn't much matter anymore. But yeah, I, I don't think they were that good. I never thought they were as good as they were purported to be. And they did get that win against Ohio State, so you got to give it to them. Uh, but, you know, you got to allow for teams to develop. So you've got to allow for Ohio State to develop, and you've got to allow Utah to develop, and both those programs have developed at a high, high level. Obviously, Ohio State is just beating a snot out of everybody now. I suspect they'll do it again this week against Michigan. Michigan right? Uh, Who is stopping that offense? Nobody. And uh, that I can see, and we'll see if they get Georgia. Maybe that'll be a game for the ages. We'll see how that happens here in a few weeks. Uh, but for right now, Utah, absolutely and totally dominant. Yeah, incredibly dominant. By far their best win ever since they've been in this conference. What were the previous best wins? Oregon and Oregon? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> how can you rank them if you don't know the other ones? Because well, that's what you do. Okay. <laughs> you remember the games, Oregon and Oregon. I just, I don't know and I don't care. That What I saw right there, that was the best I've seen of I them. I know. Just last week you were pleading guilty to the recency bias. You says you, you fall into that all the time. I, I plead guilty this week, too, and I'll plead guilty to that next week. I'm not, don't, relax. You get a, you're a Hall of Famer, dude. You <laughs> liked a tweet that complimented yourself. That's who you are. <laughs> You like to tweet that complimented yourself. <laughs> All we need to know about you is summed up in that. There it is. <laughs> it's like saying thank you, dude. So yes, I, I like wouldn't it. have any idea. I don't get complimented on Twitter. You do too. I've seen it. You're you lying. Have? Yes. Well, let me know and I'll retweet it. Okay. <laughs> you have to retweet it so everyone sees it, like you did. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. I didn't retweet it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the hell the difference is. I don't spend that much time on Twitter. Uh, so I don't care what the other games were. This was the best one. This was the best win that they've had. That's all I need to know. Shane, you, you Shane isn't buying it. Yourselves. Shane, Go ahead. Shane isn't buying it. He says, this played out perfectly. Utah blows out Oregon at home, and all the mighty Ute fans are falling all over themselves, but in true Utah fashion, they will most likely lay an egg in two weeks in Las Vegas. Maybe they will. I mean, I don't even know who they're going to play. And I don't care who they're going to play. I got a friend of mine. He was texting me 
on Saturday night. And he, he actually called the uh, punt return. He texted me. He's a big Ute fan. Got season tickets. And the family's got them for years and years. And they've already got 15 tickets to go to Vegas. And they've had them for a couple of weeks. He texted me, Covey's taking this to the house. He literally texted me before, really? before the punt. Nice yes. call. Yes, yes. Wow. And then he's, a, he's probably listening right now. He's a hardcore listener because then he texts it back. Anybody can tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, absolutely genius. And he actually texted me before the game, said they'll win by 20. And I said, whoa, hold your horses. But they did. And they won by more than 20, obviously. Uh, so with that in mind, he called a punt return. Uh-huh. That is uh, yeah. that is nice work yeah. right there. Uh, I, I, he's saying, oh, they could have a, a potential three-way tie. I said, 38-7, to seven, who cares? I, I couldn't care less who they're going to play. It doesn't matter. Wazoo. It, Oregon State, Oregon. Who cares? Take them all. I, it, it literally does not matter. And I know they lost to Oregon State. But I don't care. Whoever wins, wins. And that's who you play. I have no preference one over the other. It does just does not matter in the least. Uh, the way this program is right now, the way they're humming along and playing, it's just amazing. It's been an amazing season. Got a poll question up on Twitter. Ute fans, who do you want to play in the Pac-12 title game in Las Vegas? Don't care. Oregon's getting 24% of the vote. Oregon State's getting 23. Washington State's getting 16. And it doesn't matter... Is getting thirty six. If you have supreme confidence in your team, what difference does it make? And I've got supreme confidence in this team. Cam Rising is just incredible. Uh, His statistics are never going to overwhelm you because they're primarily a running program anyway. But just the ability to avoid the rush and pick up a first down, do what you need to do, is just absolutely incredible. The kid that they would be in the playoff discussion. If he had started from day one, if they had listened to me, and like you said so car- sarcastically, you tell should Kyle. go to. I should have. <laughs> I should have. I talked to him yesterday, but I didn't tell him you should have started uh, Cam Rising. But to me, it was clear. He just he's got what it takes, man. The guy's a, he's defined as a winner. He's not defined as a stat guy. He's defined as a winner. And ultimately, that's all that matters. And that's how I define Cam Rising, as a winner. Well, they won all over the field. I mean, any matchup you want, they won it. They had the better quarterback play. Their O-line and D-lines both won. Their special teams won, which has been the Achilles heel this year. That's been the problem. But they weren't getting their field goals deflected. They were deflecting them. Hmm. Obviously, the punt return was a huge play. Just kind of the exclamation point on the deal. Yes, it was. It certainly was. It wasn't needed to win the game. No. But it was an electrifying player by a young fella who is tiny and and just so fun to watch. We've all loved him. I suppose BYU fans don't love him. but Do we need to acknowledge just the buffoonery that, they, that Oregon decided to actually do something with that yeah. possession? I mean, you should have just punted it in the fifth row. Well, and the two incomplete passes. Well, I was just, saying, so just they trying the to do anything uh, other yeah, than Yeah, but I mean, ball. I don't have a problem with that because... 21 nothing. Yeah. be aggressive, make a play, try to get they, back They had the to get some form of momentum. The problem okay. is Anthony Brown, if you have to rely on him uh, and yeah. his stability to throw, it's not going to happen. Well, they had to because Utah 
defense completely smothered that run game. I mean, we were sitting here talking about if you hold them to 150 yards, you win. If 200, who knows? 250, they're going to win. And they didn't even get to 100 yards. No. And that was... I mean, if there was something shocking in the game, it'd have to be that. The, the Utes held Oregon to 63 yards rushing. I know sack yardage messes it up a little bit, but that was a dominant performance by the Utah. I mean, strength against strength, and they won overwhelmingly. I did not know that Oregon was going to be without its three top receivers and they're without their top running back, but sucks for them. That's the way it goes. And I've never believed in Brown from the start of the season. I didn't believe in him last year. I don't believe in him this year. I believe in rising. And I think they're going to the Rose Bowl. One game to go to get there. Colorado game's irrelevant. They'll play it, but it's all about the Pac-12 title game for the Utes now. Yeah, at this point, it would be combined the level of disappointment of the prior two games in which they went uh, and did not win if they were to lose this one. That's saying something. There was plenty of disappointment the last two times, but it would be massive after that win over Oregon. Right. Right, this would be the ultimate disappointment right now if they were not. And that's the deal where, you know, much is given, much is expected type of thing. And right now, after you put the Pac-12 on notice that anything that goes through Pasadena is going to go through Salt Lake City first. I can remember I tweeted it out. And this, the guy that I know at ASU is all hyped up. Rose Bowl goes through Tempe, buddy. <laughs> I, I didn't respond because I don't respond to people. I thought, nah, that's not the way it is. It's, it's not the way it's ever been. And I don't see anything changing in the near future. In fact, I see Tempe becoming, uh, if there are any form of relevance today, that's how much irrelevance they're going to have in the next three or four years until the new coach can uh, can get going. And I did hear over the weekend that there's a certain BYU coach can have that job if he wants it. As long as he keeps winning, he's going to keep getting calls from Pac-12 schools. Yeah. But does he want it? I don't know. Yeah. I've not spoken a word to him about it. I've spoken to several around him many times over. Uh, uh, but that's uh, that's what I ha- I heard over the weekend. Yeah, and so take it for what it's worth. Believe it. Don't believe it. I really don't care. Uh, I just put it out there. If he were to want it, and they're waiting for um, the staff is waiting for BYU to come to them and say we're going to keep you and here's what we're going to do. Hasn't happened yet. Well, that just keeps opening the door then. Maybe it'll never happen. Maybe it will happen. I don't. I do not know the answer to that, but I can tell you what they're waiting on. Because if he goes, most of those dudes are going with going him. with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be a surprise at all to find out half or two thirds of the staff or whatever. I mean, kind yeah. of a Bronco type deal. He didn't take everybody, but he took a lot of people. Yeah. According to Bronco, he took 14 people with him and 14 people accepted. Yeah, well, I think that the 14, though, I think that was it, seven. It was seven, including, the, he was talking about the wives. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Which you were surprised being Utah wasn't like, you know, 23, 24. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he said that 14, I saw people, wow, he took 14 guys? No. No, he took <laughs> seven assistants seven dudes, and their wives. They took 
their wives and their children. So he actually took more than seven, uh, 14 because uh, most of them have children. And they all went and uh, established themselves on the other side of the country and doubled their pay in the process. <laughs> Ka-ching! Yeah, yeah. You hear anything about what ASU might be paying? I have not, no. Yeah. No. I mean, I, that's, to, to me, that's a little bit uh, down the line, but although not far, because I've also told these next two weeks are going to be extremely wild. And they usually are. But maybe it's uh, on a scale, it's a little more wild or wilder than normal. And if you just look new, at it, if you look at it numbers wise, there's already three openings in the conference. Right. And, and it's all across the country. Or possibly five. That early recruiting date has sped everything up, and we're just seeing people. Nobody's waiting for the end of Well, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. A lot of people are not waiting for the end of the season. I can't say nobody is because they, they, you know, the season ends and then there's Black Monday. I don't know if the early recruiting date has because it's, a lot of it's the transfer portal now. And that can go right up until July. And it if you're can. a grad transfer, it can go right up until August. So There are big-time programs open right now. Recruiting rankings, to a degree, are irrelevant. Yeah. but they've, And they've never been more irrelevant. They are now a midterm. They are not the final anymore. It used to be, you got these guys, you're in great shape. Whether it was true or not, but that was it. And now everyone recognizes, that's good so far, now what? Recruiting absolutely matters. As Kyle has said a billion times, and it does matter. There's no question. Uh, you know, that, that's the whole key to the program. He'll tell you that through and through. Uh, but there's there's more levels of recruiting than ever. High school, junior college, and transfer. And you've got to mine all three of those successfully, which Utah has done with the running back position. And they, they lost their best runner ever in terms of yardage and Zach Moss. And then they lost their best freshman ever in terms of the death of Ty Jordan. And, and yet, and yeah, they're three deep. They're still for rolling. Sure. Maybe four. Still, still rolling. Yeah. Because they went ahead and brought in three transfers. And Bernard stayed. And away they go. You know, that, so you've got to, you got to be adept at doing that. And actually, I think this feeds into Utah's strengths even more. Because... If you are interested in transferring, there's, it's, there, obviously there's a reason. And maybe one of those reasons, most likely, I don't know, I'd have to speak to somebody who's an expert on this, Scally, or somebody who knows far more than I do about it, would be that they have been underutilized, underdeveloped, will go to a program that is the king of developing and utilizing so this transfer thing is just going to just be even bigger and better for the U of U. I think you're probably right about a couple of those things. He would probably just add to the list, I would think. I mean, there, right, there's, right. There's all sorts of reasons. Right. There's, there's uh, because of all the coaching changes. There's guys who the previous staff believed in, and yeah. now they're just pushed over to the side, so they're looking for somewhere to go. Even if it's a reclamation project off the field, a la Darren Carrington, <clears throat> he had obviously reason. had issues at Oregon, yeah. and then he came here. And I interviewed him 20 times, and he was a model kid. Every time you talked to him, he'd tell you how grateful he was for the opportunity. And he came here, and he was injured a little bit. But when he was healthy, he was productive. And he, as far as I know, anyway, he caused no problems. So they've also got that rep of, if you've got some issues, come here, and we'll love you because we're a family, and we'll take care of you and get yourself and your reputation and all that stuff back on track which Kyle has done to a large degree. 
He's taken kids who've had some baggage. Francis Bernard, right, who was playing yesterday in the NFL and was a great player for them. He had some baggage in Provo, right? Uh, Some would say a lot of baggage in Provo. Sure, and I don't know that you throw a kid out the window and, uh, you know, whatever, because he's had some problems at 20, 21, 22. Yeah, to your point, when he was at Utah, though, he was on point. Like He figured things out. Right, yeah, yeah. Good interview. Uh, and, and and had some perspective. Uh, Devontae Booker had issues at the junior college level. Senior day, I talked to him. Hey, man, how much have you matured? He looked at me, like tears almost welled in his eyes about how far he had come. And he's still in the NFL today. So you got all that stuff going on with the U of U. And it, that, that transfer portal, you're not going to get everybody, but I would consider Utah, if I needed to resurrect my career in college, Utah's a fine place to do it because they've got a heck of a track record. And I think BYU would develop it too, especially D- as they go into the Big 12. DJ and PK, your reaction to the weekend of football and the Jazz, and we'll get to all of that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.